Hello and welcome to the Work of All Being podcast. I'm Amy from The Wellness Strategy and I'm your host and sometimes just the person you're going to listen to talk. We have a range of episodes. If you haven't already dived into those, please go ahead and do so. But what this podcast really is about is giving you insights into different things that support well-being that perhaps we don't always think of. We have a range of guests who are going to broaden our understanding and experience on what well-being actually looks like, especially in the workplace. And I too will be sharing with you tips, insights, strategies, and just my overall thinking and ramblings. So hang out with us as much as you can, learn as much as you can. And if there's anything you want me to speak of or a guest you want me to interview, absolutely let me know because this is the work of well-being, which means all of us are here together to do the work that matters most so you can have a thriving, fulfilling life both in and out of the workplace. Hello, wonderful people. How are you? I just pressed record and then was like finishing a sip of my tea. So anyway, um, you think I know how to record a podcast by now. How are you? How is it for you right now? It is the start of term three, or some of you will still be on holidays as I record and um, publish this, or it may just be a random time because that's what happens with podcasts. Uh, anyway, enough rambling. I have some cool things to talk about today, and this has come from some questions I've had over the last, I've had a pretty cool week actually. I've been in three different schools, which is awesome, uh, doing PD days, facilitating discussion sessions with staff, and doing some wellbeing framework work. <laughs> um it's a delightful, humbling experience to, uh, gosh, you know, they talk about how overnight success is uh, 10 years in the making, and I'm feeling that right now. If you've heard me speak, you will have heard me say I've been talking about this really since about 2014, which is going on 10 years, and how this this is what I set out to do a really long time ago, and now it is coming to fruition in so many different ways. And I don't mean like from a personal sense, I mean in that schools are recognizing that this matters. You know, we have schools who really deeply understand now that when we talk about schools, we're not just talking about students and student impact or student growth. We're talking about our staff and our people. And so whilst we have things like pedagogical frameworks or curriculum frameworks or student wellbeing frameworks, there are some schools, you know, those schools I'm working with, which are developing staff wellbeing frameworks, which is phenomenal. And I had an amazing experience this week of sitting with a school discussing about how, you know, once we finalise the framework, which has taken almost 12 months, you know, the next steps over the next few years and it, it looking like how we operationalise that. And what's exciting is hearing leaders talk about how it's going to inform decision making and how staff will be setting PDP goals around them and how they'll be reflected on in weekly or fortnightly planning meetings and each term with staff and how they're going to build it into their beginning onboarding sessions and it'll be in their information pack for new staff. Like that, that is what it looks like when it's embedded and utilised and becomes part of what we do and I think that's phenomenal. Um, there's nothing worse than just having something that looks, you know, glossy on a piece of paper but we don't do anything with it and so I'm excited to see how that evolves over the next few years and excited to be part of that journey with many schools. But um, that's not what I want to talk to you about. What I actually want to discuss with you is, you know, what do we do when the things we have been doing start to fizzle out, when wellbeing weeks, you know, don't get a lot of buy-in or they cause more stress than they actually should or when no one attends that weekly yoga class and we're getting a yoga instructor in or uh, when we put on Friday afternoon 
social event and no one attends or we get you know the same four or five people and the other 30 members of staff don't show up you know what do we do when our well-being initiatives fizzle out or become more work or start to become the opposite of what we want them to be and so how do we know what we need how do we know what we need personally how do we know what staff need how do we know what teams need and what do we do about that great questions these are questions that have come from some of the work i've been doing this week and so let's talk about the first one you know what do we do well, actually, it's kind of two in one. We'll tackle them together. What do we do when those things start to fizzle out? You know, we have a tendency to think that well-being happens in well-being weeks each term. And I'm sure you've heard my view on that. That's not actually how it is. Well-being is about who we are all of the time. It's our being. It's our state. And then we have our wellness strategy to support that. So the things we actually do. So well-being being our state, wellness being the daily actions. And uh, or sometimes, you know, weekly or fortnightly actions, whatever they might be. But when we are like, let's cram everything into a week and do a bunch of nice activities, it, it creates stress. I was only talking to a group of teachers recently and they were sharing, they, it was an amazing staff. They were very open uh, with, and everyone was there. And we were talking about things that work and don't work and what's happening in their space. And, you know, they're saying we do wellbeing week. There's a key group of staff who run the social committee, uh, wellbeing committee, and they do wellbeing, I think in about week seven each term and they do things like, you know, um, one day they get to wear active wear, one day they have a big morning tea, one day there's no meetings that week, um, they try and put on social events, but they felt like the last few times it's really um, been the opposite of what they're trying to achieve. So stressful because people who are organising it are stressed by it because they're thinking, oh gosh, I've got to organise this wellbeing week on top of daily work, on top of normal workload. Uh, people weren't really showing up, so they didn't have great attendance at the social event. Um, they didn't get a, a big turnout for morning tea. People like came and took some stuff and went back to their rooms. Uh, and uh, they're kind of over it, really. Like it's not getting, it's not having the same impact that it used to. And so they were asking me, like, what do we do then? How do we support staff well-being if, if the things that we have done in the past aren't working? And this is so... Um, insightful when it comes to being aware of what's happening rather than going well we do stuff and no one attends so it's their fault you know because we, we have a tendency to do that to blame or to justify or push out but this whole staff was like we appreciate you those who do it but actually it's it's not what we need right now and the people organizing it were like well we like doing it, but actually it caused us a fair bit of stress these last few times it was a lot to organize and then when no one really participates it's like instead of saying what's the point they're saying what can we do differently and this is the power of question it's, it, this is the this is so important to notice because instead of being like well it's not working we just won't do it um you know people can look after themselves you know i've tried and i'll just give up their questions are around you know what can we do different what are we doing that's not working what do we need to do better is what we're doing actually having impact or do we need to do something different amazing way to reframe what was happening rather than push out and say well we just won't do anything then and so they were asking me what can we do which connects to the question of how do I know what I need or how do I know what I want so first of all as a staff if you're looking at doing well-being initiatives ask your staff what they want I know it sounds simple but we don't we we get a well-being committee and they get they get to decide really what what it looks like or we have a well-being week and those people choose what happens there. And that's great. I understand that in some aspects because we don't want everyone to feel overwhelmed by it. I mean, we don't necessarily want staff to be doing another survey or more work. But the thing is, 
if we're going to ask people to invest time in it to organize things, then we want it to be really meaningful and valuable. And so we have to ask staff what it is they want. Could be a quick survey, could be, um, you know, like as simple as that, um, a question on, on your whiteboard and you leave it up for a week in the staff room and people write on it. You could have post-it notes and people make a suggestion box. It's about asking staff what they want to do, but also when you're focusing on how do I know what I need or how do I know what my staff need, I want you to go a little bit deeper. Don't just focus on what to do. A huge part of well-being, if you recall, is around state, which is how you feel. So instead of asking yourself, what should I do? Ask, how do I want to feel? So let's talk about this first of all at an organizational workplace level, a staff level, and then we'll talk about it for individuals. So ask yourself how I want to feel. I actually have a whole podcast on this called Feel We Do. It's one of my most popular um, listen to episodes actually. So dive into that if you haven't, but I'll, I'll show a little bit of it now and expand on it in a different way. So you, we need to ask staff, not what do they want to see happen for staff wellbeing week or staff wellbeing, but how do they want to feel? So if you're going to de designate, dedicate, <laughs> designate a team, dedicate a team of people to that area and have them do like, you know, organize staff or whatever those things might be. And then when those events are on, no one attends, that can be deflating. And it's probably not because people are actively choosing to not respond in the well-being thing, but because the thing is not what they need because the thing is not supporting them to feel how they want to feel. So this, we have to remember that we're emotional beings and that we are driven by feeling and emotion. And so, for example, if you put on a morning tea and no one attends, perhaps what those people are really craving is solitude and silence and some space to be on their own. Or maybe they're all in their classrooms working and so what they actually are wanting to feel is productive. And so rather than cancelling meetings, we should be saying, how can we help you be more productive? We don't know. And sometimes that question of how do you want to feel is really challenging to answer because we're not often asked that. We slip straight into the what do I do space. And so you may have heard me talk about when I first had uh, chronic stress related to occupational stress and was with my integrated GP for a number of sessions and she was asking me, you know, how do you want to feel? And I couldn't answer that question. All I kept saying was I just don't want to be tired. I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be tired. And whilst we can relate to that because we don't really want to be tired, I didn't know how I wanted to feel. Now, because I didn't know how I wanted to feel, I didn't know what to do. As soon as I was able to articulate how I wanted to feel, and it didn't come instantly, it took a little bit of time, it took a long time actually. Um, and even now I still grapple with that question because uh, my I'm, I'm quite a hardwired negative mindset in terms of seeing problem, uh, like many of us, because it's part of our protection and um, survival mechanism and thinking. So I have to work that little bit harder uh, to be able to tap into how do I want to feel rather than how do I not want to feel. But there's nothing wrong with, with that and there's nothing wrong with expressing those things as long as you're aware of it and can then flip the question to, well, how do I want to feel? So in my own life, for example, where I notice like if I'm tired, if I'm stressed, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, whatever those things might be, I pause and go, okay, if that is how you feel, how do you want to feel instead? 
I want to feel productive. I want to feel organized. I want to feel on top of my list. I want to feel like I have space. I want to feel connected. I want to feel like I can slow down. Um, I want to feel calm in my body. I want to feel energetically stable, whatever those things might be. And then, okay, so what do I need to do? You know what? I actually just need to spend a good couple of hours cleaning up this inbox because it is out of control. I need to spend some time, you know, with my team really talking about what it is we're going to teach next term so that I'm not feeling overwhelmed entering holidays. Or we need to spend time together as a staff talking about where we're all perhaps working a little bit too hard on similar things and diving into how we can support one another. This is what we have to be prepared to do. We have to be prepared as a staff, as, a, as an organisation, a collective, to say, how do we want to feel right now? And then what do we want to do? So some, you, the answer might be, well, actually, we want to feel connected. We feel a bit disconnected. We've all been quite busy. Our connection are more transactional focused. We want to feel more relationally connected. So, yeah, let's do some social stuff. Let's have a morning tea. Let's have a social event. Let's um, go out for dinner, whatever it might be. But it also could be the opposite. It also could be like, you know what? I actually think what would serve us now is to feel productive as a team and to feel engaged in how we work together. We're all kind of working in isolation. So let's spend some time looking at how we can engage better during the work day for the purpose of work, not social connection, uh, for the purpose of work and productivity. It's it's such a different thing to to asking, oh, it's wellbeing week, what will we do? Now, I gave some examples there around self. And this is also where you need to bring this in. Not what do I need to do for my well-being? Not what should I do on the weekend? Not what should I do on the holidays? Not what should I do next term? Pause and ask yourself, how do I want to feel? Because sometimes we don't know what to do and we Google it, jump on Instagram, copy the person next to us, yeah? And that's not valuable data. It's not not the best data we can tap into. And so we need some data to be able to support what to do, which I find interesting because in the student wellbeing space or even student learning space, we collect data on how our students are feeling, how they're progressing, and then we ask what do they need to be able to get to the next step or we set goals with them and support them to be able to meet those goals through whatever it is we do activities, learnings, pedagogical approaches, differentiation, lessons, etc. And so we need to take some of the wonderful things we do for ourselves, sorry, for our students and apply them to ourselves. The same can be said for things like differentiation. When it comes to things like a wellbeing week or a wellbeing staff meeting, activity afternoon, um, event, we often expect all staff to do the same thing. Yet, if it was a lesson for our students, whether it's a maths lesson or a social emotional learning lesson, we would be saying we need to differentiate. Not all students are interested in the same thing. Not all students learn the same way. Not all students have the same point of need right now. Yet, for staff, we're like, hang on, everyone, put on your lacquer and let's all go to a yoga class, sit down for 20 minutes and meditate. Well, hang on, maybe not everyone wants to do that. Maybe some people don't want to go to yoga. Maybe some people actually do not want to have a meeting free week because they want to feel productive. And so by cancelling a meeting, you're causing them more stress because they're like, oh, but I've really got work to do. And so it's the opposite. We're kind of sending a message that says, hey, if you want to look after your well-being, you have to stop working. You don't. You need to ask yourself how you want to feel. And so that may be productive, 
So actually, instead of going home on this meeting free week, I'm going to stay behind and do some work rather than feeling guilty because I'm working because it's meeting free week. So I should go home. It, just, it doesn't work. It just, that we need to shift this. It's not, it's not about the doing. It's about the feeling. So spend some time with yourself asking how you want to feel. And if you are really stuck for language around this, ask how you, yourself how you don't want to feel. Take pen to paper, let the words flow, and then find the opposite. Or get out a feelings wheel, an emotions wheel. Um, Google emotions wheel if you don't know them. They're really great resources. Or zones of regulation like we have with our students. And look at that vocab list and say, how do I feel now? How do I want to feel? And it doesn't even mean that you're going to feel um, in an art. If I presented at your school on emotional regulation for adults, you'll know that I often talk about how there's no good or bad emotions, they're just data. And so if you are feeling an emotion that you don't want to stay in for a long time, so not good or bad, but just unresourceful to your, your state of equilibrium, then ask yourself, how do you want to feel instead? So if you don't want to feel stressed, how do you want to feel instead? But maybe also... You're feeling content. Maybe you're fe- you are feeling organized, but maybe it's asking, could I elevate this? Could I take it further? Could I do something different? So having that opportunity to daydream. Do I feel fulfilled in these areas? Am I happy with all of the things? Even though I'm feeling okay, is it exactly how I want to feel? Or are there moments where I, I dip or something that you know is um, rubbing against me a little bit, causing some resistance, and I could address that? We don't get to decide what well-being is for other people. We don't get to decide that during well-being week we need to do these five activities and things will be fixed and we we don't know what we need if we don't spend time asking. This is about self-awareness and permission to actually give yourself time to discover and it's trial and error and experimentation. What works for one person won't work for another just like with students in our classroom. Just because something worked one day doesn't mean it's going to work the next, just like with our students in our schools. We have to apply this same level of compassion and flexibility and understanding to ourselves that we do with the students that make up our classes and our whole school. There's so much to learn from how we work with our students that we can apply to ourselves, especially in this space. You know, there's so much love and kindness and compassion we need to give to ourselves and extend to others along with the bravery, courage, and vulnerability it takes to have discussions like this, to be connected in them, to participate. It's huge, deep work around who we are as people, not just what we do. And so if well-being weeks or activities are fizzling out and people aren't attending, or if you're not sure what you need and you want to know, it is being brave enough to ask questions. It's being courageous enough to answer and being vulnerable enough with your honesty to know that, You can give yourself the love, kindness and compassion you need to be able to work through it. That's all we can ever do. That's all we can ever do in this space. We don't have to hold on to something who doesn't work. We don't have to blame or think there's a reason or it's someone else's fault or we did something wrong. It's just the isness of it and that's just how it is. But the more we're able to ask better questions around what can we do differently? What do we need? Is it working? What do I need? How do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? Then what do I need to do? the more we're able to have that meaningful, impactful work in terms of work on the job, but also work for ourselves, And it's finding ways to do that, that actually support who we are as people and as a collective that are going to make us feel like, yeah, we're doing this well-being thing pretty good, you know, 
And then there will be days where you're like, that definitely didn't help. And that's okay too. It's ebbs and flows and highs and lows. And that's not a teacher thing or a school thing. That's a life thing. That's a human thing. And so we got to learn how to ride the waves with a whole bunch of strategies rather than thinking, well, you know, the strategy is the morning tea and no one attended. So, you know, there's nothing else we can do. There's always something else. It just may not be what we perceive it to be. So beautiful people, lean in, ask those questions around, you know, how do we want to feel as staff? Who do we want to be? What does that look like? Are we differentiating for our staff? Um, are we providing multiple access points? Are we meeting them at their point of need? Are we collecting data? All of those wonderful things. Um, or are you perhaps in a space of doing what it has always been done and wondering why it's not working anymore? The same applies to yourself. All right, beautiful people, I'm going to leave you there. So much gratitude to you for hanging out with me. Um, I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It was an absolute delight to have you here. If you want to learn more about the work I do in the wellness strategy, whether it's for your own personal well-being or professional and workplace well-being, the best place to hang out with me is on LinkedIn. I share with you an immense amount of content, strategy, and information that's going to help you transform your well-being right now. So head over there. Simple LinkedIn, Amy Green. You should be able to find that. It's also in the show notes. And if you need anything else, I'm across all other social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm even trying out TikTok. So you never know where this is going to go. But thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you need anything at all, you can always send me an email. You can find me on those socials. But most importantly, just keep doing the work of well-being.